0: From the Theology of the Body Institute, this is the Discerning Marriage Podcast, hosted by Elizabeth Busby.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Discerning Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Busby, and I am so excited by the guest that I have here today. This is Stacey Simeroux. Hi, Stacy. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. So Stacy hosts the called and caffeinated podcast. And she also has a really incredible Instagram page, which is how I found her. She also hosted a virtual conference during lockdown. Um, and so some of y'all may know her name already, but this has been a dream of mine to have her on this podcast. When I first created my initial dream guest list, when I was like, I want a podcast. Who would I have if I could have anybody in the whole world that I want? And Stacy was on my list. So the fact that oh. it has, we have gotten here, I just the Lord is so good. I feel so loved by him right now. So welcome to the podcast, Stacey.
0: Thank you so much. What an introduction. And truly, when I heard about your podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, that aligns so perfectly with the ministry and the work that I have been doing for years. So it's really truly an honor to be here. I'm excited to talk about my very favorite topic. So... Let's do it. Let's go.
1: So we are talking about surrender today. That is our topic today. So as we begin, Mm -hmm. Stacey, I'd love if you tell my listeners, especially those not familiar with you, just your background and how you got here. Um, We'll talk more in depth in another episode about your discernment story, but I know there's some overlap here. So if you could just tell a little bit um, about your story, particularly the Broadway piece, because I I personally love that piece. Um, And then can you talk about how you came to be so interested
0: in discernment work? Absolutely. So, um, I started out, um, I've always loved doing many, many things in my life. I feel like if I could live 27 lives, I still would not have enough time to do all the things that I love. And when I was in high school, I really fell in love with theater. And, um, particularly I love singing, acting, and dancing. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to do musical theater. Um, and so I worked very hard in college and right out of college, I uh, went up to New York and I auditioned for the wizard of Oz national tour and (laughs) I, I got it somehow. I mean, it was, it was like a total fluke. You know why I got that show actually was because I walked into the audition and the um, choreographer who was from London, of course, had a British accent. Mm-hmm. And I started talking with her and I was like, Oh, what part of England are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm from London. And I told her I used to live in England. And we, so we just had like, a, she just that little moment of conversation right when we walked in the room. And then I could tell they were kind of looking at me a little bit more than everybody else. Just, just from that one tiny little connection. And then there were about a thousand people at that audition. Um, wow. And we got down to about uh, 20 people who actually okay. got the <laughs> wow. and I was one of them. So I happened to be, and I mean, it's not like I was the most talented in the room. I happened to have all of the right qualifications. I was under five foot four so that I could oh. play a munchkin I'm a soprano so that I could sing the munchkin part and also sing the part of Glinda, who I understudied and I was, um, the right size for the costume and uh-huh. I could dance well enough to be in the ensemble. Uh, to be a flying monkey and a poppy and a citizen of Oz. Um, You know, so there were all these qualifications, but I kind of had the look of a Glinda, you know, character. So all these qualifications, they all just, all the stars aligned. And I happened to be on this uh, Broadway tour for six months. And then I moved to New York City and... Uh, realized that actually um, booking shows is much more work than my first experience typically (laughs) is. Um, And so uh, I was there for about five years and I went on another national tour, uh, which was Beauty and the Beast. That one was almost a year, a full year of my life. And it was during that time that I really started to feel this worm of discontent. And um, if anybody here is feeling that with your life, um, we tend to run away from it, but it's actually a very good thing. It's actually something that is pointing us in the right direction because it's telling us that we are not in the place where we need to be. And that's okay, even if it means massively changing your life. And if I could go back to myself in my 20s, I would tell myself, it's okay to walk away from a dream that you have wanted for a long time, that you've devoted a long time to, that you've worked very hard for. And especially it's okay to let go of that idea of that thing that you wanted to be in your mind. Um, and it, when you walk huge. away from this or that thing, people are not going to, people who love you are not going to be like, oh, she didn't actually know the whole time what she wanted. Wow. <laughs> she was such a, a fake or something. You know, the, the biggest hurdle was saying to myself, I don't want this anymore. And there's something deeper and, um, something that I just love so much about, uh, my story was how, how hard I went in that one direction of thinking that I really, really wanted this thing. And I look back now and I realize that that desire for theater was, there were things about theater that fulfilled that desire that I had to be on stage. But what I really longed for was the community aspect Mm. of theater, coming together with people from different walks of life and creating this spectacular, beautiful thing that other people uh, would, would be uplifted by. And that was really the underlying desire. And what I thought was gonna be the fulfillment of that desire was Broadway, but actually what that is fulfilled by for me is motherhood and mm. my ministry of speaking because, um, so so anyway, that that just speaks to kind of the layers of desire that we all have. So I was, I, I had to walk away from this big dream. I had found success and I, I was really, you know, at the top of my game and everyone was asking me, what's your next show? Are you gonna be auditioning again? and i had to tell them like i don't have anything i don't have i don't know what i am doing there was nothing else i was running toward um and so at around that time things began to come to me that made it undeniable that i was called to discern religious life which was terrifying i started going to mass every day and i really turned to my faith in that time because some part of me realized that, you know, I thought that theater was going to really make me happy, but it turns out that wasn't it. And so I, I had a lot of confusion and I think I felt like a hot mess because I felt like everybody else knew where they were going. And I was mm. the only person in the world who didn't. Mm. And now I find out that it's such an illusion. The devil will, will loves to tell you that you are a hot mess and that you need to have it all together and have your life figured out. It's not true your life is not a resume it is a journey along with god and so um i i didn't realize it at the time but god was really teaching me to begin walking with him and he was really trying to win over my heart and so i started to discern religious life very reluctantly may i add um, but some things came into my life that just made it very undeniable and then um, eventually i uh, actually was approached by a tv network and i had never wanted to be on tv before but I never left my house for this thing. It was like, we had a Skype date and then they sent someone out to my house to put me on camera. And then they called me six months later and they're like, you wanna be on a reality TV show about discernment? And I was like, "Um, okay. And I had, you know, so then I had to discern if I was going to even do this show about discernment. But I did end up accepting the show. I decided that, you know, I think God can use this. I asked a lot of questions of the TV network to see, are they trying to just create total drama or will there actually be a point to this? Is this going to be a good show or a terrible, you know, uh, just mocking the Catholic church basically. Right. I had a lot of doubts, a lot of questions, but then I ended up actually being on the show. So it's called The Sisterhood Becoming Nuns and it was on (laughs) Lifetime. For a long time, you could only see it on certain streaming platforms, but now they actually released it to the public on YouTube. So you can go watch me crying about my life choices uh back from stacy in 2014 and um and you know that actually that was the thing that got me interested in discernment ministry was because i did this show i was i did my best to be a witness for the lord and people started writing to me from around the world because the show aired worldwide And they said, how did you know that you were called, you know, that you weren't called to religious life? How did God actually speak to you? What does God's voice sound like? I'm confused. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Let me stop for one second. You're probably going to want to edit this part because my son just spoke to me. So I'm so sorry. One second. (laughs) No worries. Raffi, I'll tell you when it's time to come down. Okay, honey? Thank you. You still have about a half hour to go. (laughs) Sorry about that. We lost our daytime babysitter. And so I'm not yeah, unfortunately, we're not able to have the you know uh total peace and quiet. So I'm sorry. See, this is real um, life, and I feel like people who are discerning marriage should know.
1: <laughs> I can edit it out if you want, but I also feel like it's real. It's like it's really good a really good window into how to
0: follow your dreams when you're. Oh my gosh, you we could have a whole conversation about that about <laughs> okay, being maybe scared we of motherhood. Dude, oh my let's gosh. Do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is its own conversation. But (laughs) yes. yes. So basically, that's why I became um, interested in discernment. Was I got letters from people all over the world, and I realized how much confusion there was about first of all religious life. Um. Second of all, what God's voice even sounds like. And third, a lot of people kind of expect God to speak in a voice that sounds like Morgan Freeman, um, you know, very yes. deep. We all have this God voice that we expect, and it's and we really want God to tell us, "I want you to be married," you know. But God, God never told me to uh, who to marry, and God never told me in that voice, in that way, that mm. I was called to marriage. Mm. So, but I do know that that's his will for me and we can get into that in a little while. But basically that's what, that was the beginning of my ministry. Um, and then as a result of the show, I got invited to speak at the National Catholic Youth Conference and the rest is history. So yeah. I've, I've loved being a speaker, a podcaster, and letting that ministry grow right along with my marriage and my children. It is so beautiful. It's very messy and it's a constant discernment, um, but I, I love it so much. So that's where we are. That is beautiful.
1: So we will talk more about all those juicy details in your discernment story episodes. Y'all can stay tuned for that Um, because there's a lot of questions I want to ask, but I'll stay focused. So we were talking about this in the past once, and you told me something really beautiful that I really want to expound upon with my listeners. So you said surrender to his will and his timing is the beginning of every good discernment. Surrendering to his will and his timing. As the beginning of ever good discernment so i love that you say it's the beginning um, of what someone needs to do right i feel like a lot of people get there at the end and that's where they make the breakthrough but at the beginning that's a fascinating idea so why do you say that
0: well i say that because if we're going to stand in the truth of who we are and who we are to god and who god is to us we have to acknowledge that he has the answers and that he has the plan and that we do not, <laughs> and I think in our Western culture we often um, have this idea, and I'm not saying it's totally wrong. I'm just saying that it's it's there's more to be explored in the, the Christian life. Western culture has this idea that we need to discover ourselves, that we need to go out and find ourselves, so to speak, or that um, that the the most important thing is to do what we want to do, mm-hmm. and i believe that uh, after years of talking with people who are way smarter about all of this stuff and way no way more than than i do about all this stuff i have come to this this theory that yes god does in fact want us to have the deepest desires of our hearts but we also have to form our hearts to yeah. his will yes and so that's why i encourage everyone to start with surrender because the truth is that god is the one who's going to actually show you who you're meant to be and so if you are going to acknowledge the truth of who he is you have to begin by saying i want this to be a conversation with you i am Mm. willing to let you tell me instead of me telling you and this comes for also from my lived experience because i did this wrong for a lot of years like my prayer life used to be like oh god i want this thing i would like to do this thing and you know um If you don't want me to do it, you can send a lightning bolt or something, but like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it, (laughs) you know? And that was my, that's how I went about pursuing theater was I was like, I I really want this and therefore I'm going to do it Mm. instead of stopping and saying, God, what did you create me for? And will you show that to me? And that position of receptivity is so hard. It is so countercultural. but I can also say with complete confidence that there's nothing that brings more freedom than that and as i was thinking about the fact that maybe i was called to religious life and that maybe i was called to sacrifice not only my dreams of theater which i kind of already had moved away from on my own but also my idea that my assumption that i was going to be married someday mm-hmm. and when i felt god asking me to lay that down on the altar and to instead be willing to see what he had for me there was nothing scarier that i had faced ever before in my life and so I went to confession and I confessed it and the priest gave me a prayer of surrender. And what's really interesting, I think God loves to cross his T's and dot his I's because this priest that I went to confession was in my parents' home diocese, which was like in Virginia and I was living in New York. This was like literally states away. Oh and my you know goodness. it ended up being our marriage preparation, uh, our priest who did our marriage preparation and celebrated our wedding mass. <laughs> Yep. Was this priest <laughs> who gave me this prayer of surrender? Wow. It could have been, you know, even wow. when I eventually, yeah, this was, you know, a couple years in the making from when he gave me this surrender prayer to when he became our, our marriage, uh, our, our priesthood, our, our marriage prep. And it could have been any priest between then, you know, it, it's just amazing. amazing. I love. I love that. I love that little detail.
1: Those sweet, full-circle details that the Lord gives you to just affirm. You know, you were already pretty sure. Obviously, you're here in the wedding dress. But just if you needed a little, a little extra.
0: Extra, yeah. And it's like, oh, and by the way, here's a little. You know, and I had no idea. Romancer, for sure. Exactly. Yes, and God loves to do that. You know, my my tagline for my whole ministry for my podcast is. God's adventure awaits. Mm. And I am living proof that God does not want a stale, boring, dull existence for you. God wants an adventure for your life. And in order to embark on that adventure, you have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And just in the same way, God can romance our hearts, but we have to respond and we have to let him take us on that adventure. For me, of course, it's been a crazy, I mean, reality show and Broadway journey and whatever. And honestly, now I can say marriage and motherhood is my greatest adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and outwardly, they look a lot more humble and quiet, but inwardly, oh boy, is it exciting? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and is it, it is so, so, so worth it. Um, So yeah, so I, just going back to the surrender piece, I uh, received this prayer of surrender and it totally changed my life because I started to realize specifically what I was holding back from God. So this mm. prayer takes you through kind of a litany of your entire life. You know, I hand you my, my trust. I give you my past, present, future, my body, my entire life, my relationships, mm. my dreams, my hopes, everything that every part of you. And when you pray it really slowly and you imagine yourself putting each part of yourself into God's hands, it r- helps illuminate the areas that you're holding back um sometimes i think with surrender we can kind of go before the lord and just be like i give you everything like just take everything
1: mm-hmm.
0: but do we really, we don't mean, really it? mean it <laughs> it's right. just not really mean it in that space yes yes and and the question of like how do i even surrender how do i even do that i would say this prayer is the thing that i recommend to everybody to identify where you're holding back from the Lord specifically, because once you can identify that and you know those four or five things or six things every day that are so hard to hand over, those are exactly the things that you need to hand over to him.
1: Mm. Do you have Mm. a link to that on your blog or something that we can put in the show notes?
0: Absolutely. So if you go to my website, you can actually, um, if you just press subscribe, I give away a packet called how to make the right choice to everybody who subscribes to our website and it's free it'll come to your inbox immediately and the prayer of surrender is in there so not only do you get the prayer but then you get some extra on top of that i love Um, it so i'll put the link
1: to your website
0: in the show notes then Perfect. perfect yes if you follow that link and then it's a blue button on the top right corner Um, as a little aside, I apologize if you can hear my children in the background, they really like to sing to themselves during their quiet time. Is that distracting? I don't think so. I think it's beautiful. This is my big thing.
1: (laughs) I always tell mamas when they're on my podcast, people are coming here because they're discerning marriage. This is the real life of marriage. I think there's so much in at least America. I know I have listeners elsewhere, but at least in America, a lot of the marriage prep is very focused on your relationship, the two of you, the dynamic between y'all. And there's very little focus on the natural end of that love, which is the babies, which is honestly the bulk of your time and energy. So I always, when listeners get a little glimpse into what it's really like to be balancing all of this stuff, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I never want to edit it out. I want them to hear it. This is real life. I think it's beautiful. How old are your kiddos for those who don't know? They
0: are four, three, and eight months. (laughs) Oh,
1: see? I love it. All those little babies
0: five years about. of marriage. We had our set of <laughs> Irish twins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> NFP is another whole journey we could talk about. Um, we had our set of Irish twins, which means less than a year apart. We had two children in less than a year Ooh. and then waited three years and had another one. And my goodness, like I said, it is an adventure. Quite oh my gosh. Adventure. They are so it. worth it. Yeah. But they, we do a lot of sing, just a lot of vocalization, verbalization right now. So it just very, you know, I just get serenaded all day. It's beautiful. And our listeners (laughs) get serenaded too, by your little
1: cuties. I love it so much. Okay, so knowing that the bulk of my listeners are still deep in their own discernments, can you give me one practical tip related to this idea of surrender that someone who's discerning marriage could implement? So other than going to your Mm -hmm. website and subscribing and getting your surrender prayer and praying that, can you give me one other practical tip? I always love it when people can stop the podcast and do something. You know, I remember that desire to do something when I was discerning marriage and there just wasn't a lot out there. So I always want to give people like, what can I do? So you've already given the surrender prayer. So they get a bonus this time. But do you have oh. something
0: else? Yes. And before I share it, if if you wouldn't mind, I would just love to, um, to just put a, a little cap on what I said about surrender, which is that when you surrender, you actually get so much more than you give. And I think this is mm. really important to remember because surrendering sounds like you know you're giving up the ship you know like you're losing (laughs) and in fact what you're gaining is so so much greater um all of all good discernment is based out of a relationship with the lord and i've found this over and over again is that we we search for the what right we search for what am i going to do god what do you want me to do what what's your timing where should i go now really god is living first and foremost in the land of who which is relationship and his he wants that relationship first and foremost with us and when we know how much he loves us then it makes it so much easier to surrender to him so seeking him first is so important i'm sure this comes up a lot on your podcast seeking your relationship with god first and foremost is um, just absolutely key. So, you know, and and the most beautiful thing also that I have uh, discovered in my discernment ministry is something I referred to earlier, which is that God does want to fulfill the deepest desires of your hearts. I firmly believe mm-hmm. that God planted the deepest desires in your heart, not to frustrate them, but to fulfill them. And so much of discernment is about uncovering those desires. So like I mentioned in my earlier story, my my years of theater, I had a deep desire and I thought that was the deepest desire. But as time went on, I kept uncovering and uncovering deeper layers of desire. And so Mm. again, going back to that point about who is, who is God and who am I to God? And if I'm gonna stand in the truth of that, I have to acknowledge that there might be a deeper desire that God actually wants to reveal in me. And so that is why surrender is so important. And I found that my deepest desires, do align with God's desires for me. And this is why Mm -hmm. I do believe God really wants you to be happy. He doesn't want to frustrate you. He wants to fulfill you. And surrender is becoming flexible to his plan and becoming um, malleable in his hands so that he can form us into who he made us to be, which is not something that is going to make us miserable. It is going to make us truly deeply fulfilled. It's not going to be easy, but it's also not going to be this stale, boring life. So before mm-hmm. I repeat so myself, more,
1: said. that was beautifully thank said.
0: You. Thank you, it, there's so much hope in it. And this is what I wish I had known at the beginning of my discernment journey, just because I really, I was so scared to trust the Lord. I was so scared to just, you know, it felt like jumping off a cliff and there would be nothing to catch me. And the reality is that the heart of Christ is going to catch you. He's going to give you his heart when you give him yours, When you when you mm-hmm. offer yours to him and the heart that you're offering to him is so small in comparison to the heart that you're going to receive. Mm -hmm. Um, I had this beautiful prayer experience where he gave me his heart. And I realized that what he really wants is for us to belong to one another. And that first and foremost is the foundation of all good discernment. And so after realizing that, and and I, I pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast, that they will have their own experience, that Christ will reach them in the way that uh, is personal and speaks to them. I can share my experience all day, but at the end of the day, God wants to have this with you as well. He wants to have this intimacy. And when you surrender to him, it is the best way, in my opinion, to open the door to him showing you himself and establishing that beautiful relationship, which is going to make all of your discernment so much more peaceful. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put oh a cap goodness. on the whole surrender piece. You were so eloquent.
1: You were so eloquent. You. Oh my gosh. You're painting. Like, I'm like, want to stop and go to adoration right now and
0: like pray Uh into that intimacy with the Lord. Like I just, the way Uh that you just.
1: mm,
0: Thank you. Thank you. Holy Holy Spirit was just giving me all of those words, just letting them flow. So thank you, Holy Spirit. He really does um, give the words when you ask him. Um, and, and, and just to your point about something practical, um, <laughs> I just asked, got asked this question actually by my sister who is doing, she's in college and she's preparing a presentation and she wanted to ask, uh, what should single people preparing for marriage do? And so I think it is awesome preparation for marriage. If you go and babysit for free as an active service <laughs> for the young families, <laughs> in your community. And my mama heart is so happy to hear that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish I could tell you. So this is one of those things where I look back at my single years and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would go to brunch. I would do whatever I wanted to do. I thought it was like, you know, I thought service in my mind was limited to like going to a soup kitchen, right? But you know what? As a young couple, you don't have that much extra money for dates. And if you're going out to spend money on a date and then babysitting on top of that, It's really hard to get time with your spouse if you know, in that way. And so I cannot tell you whenever one of my sisters or someone that I know is like, Hey, can I babysit the kids for you so that you and your husband can go on a date? Oh, there is nothing better. Or even if it's not a date, even just like time to myself, like to go to a coffee shop and work, oh my goodness, there is no greater gift than just time alone. Um, that's how I kind of recharge Is uh, and, and get my ministry work done is actually just obviously when somebody else takes the kids for me. So I would say, you know, in ask, just say, I would love to come over and help you. And, you know, this will just be my active service for the week. And not, not only is that like such an amazing thing for all the young families, but also it gives you a really good idea of what marriage is like and yes. what that life is like, and it prepares your heart for service, you know, yes, for, for serving others in that way.
1: And it's like a mom internship so- or a dad internship, you know, it's like letting you yes. see what it's actually like to yes. feed kiddos dinner and then try to clean the kitchen while the kids are not wanting to let you clean the kitchen. You know, like, it's just those sweet yeah. little moments that it's impossible to prepare for
0: unless you're just like boots on the ground doing it.
1: That Absolutely. is awesome. I yes. Love that.
0: I got to interview Emily Stimson Chapman who is an oh amazing woman goodness. and she was single until she was 41 and she was like I had so many years single years and she was like I just you know I would just say to my friends I'm coming over when they had a baby she'd be like I'm coming to stay with you and I'm gonna help you with your kids oh my goodness I was like that ever we need a friend like that so yes. I just and I wish that somebody had said that to me when I was single so I just do throwing do. it out there now that I'm
1: thinking about <laughs> it I would have loved to just go up to people with you know whoever's kid screamed the loudest at mass that day like I'm gonna go up to you and ask if I can come over sometime in the next couple weeks to
0: like love on you guys yes in our parish it's so funny because we have um we always know when we hear screaming at the consecration that it's someone in our friend group (laughs) or us like we're and so after mass my friend Michael come up and he'll be like He's like, I'm really relieved that mine wasn't the one screaming <laughs> consecration. That was on you guys. He's like, I was like, phew. Oh, good. Okay, at least we don't look as bad as that family over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I and I don't it. mean to say that like parenthood is all stress or anything like that because it's not. It's so beautiful and so worth it. But this is one of those one of those things where I realize that modern American culture we need help we're not supposed yes. to live our lives with you know uh, isolated in our houses we are supposed to be really a part of a community and so any parent who you extend your offer to help i think they will be so grateful and so glad and you'll you'll it. get so much back too I love it. Yeah. And I
1: think from a discernment perspective, it's easy to imagine the good things with kids. You know, it's easy to imagine the fun things. This is mm-hmm. though the nitty gritty of what your life's going to be like when it's hard. And so getting to experience some of that, but also getting to see the, the fruit of that in other married couples in your community. I think this is great. I love that. Amen. Well done. I love Amen. that so much. <laughs> all right, Stacey, thank you so much for all of your time. I'm so grateful. It's been such a joy to talk to you. And I know that my listeners are going to love this. So thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you and your and your ministry. Bye. Bye-bye. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed that episode. As you heard, I made the decision to not edit out her sweet kiddo who is in quiet time. Because I do. I think that it's a good um it's a good window into like real life when you're married. If you guys feel called to marriage. This is your life like your kiddos come first and you can work these other passion projects in around your parenting as you have you know the the time and energy and opportunity and as the Lord provides for that. but I just love I just love that little reminder of like this is for life, but all of us mamas who are doing these work, this, these different works have little kiddos in the back that um, we are also caring for in some capacity. So anyways, chose to keep that in. hope you're okay with that. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I hope you loved this. I still am totally in awe that I got to talk to Stacey. Her discernment work was huge for me early on. And like I said, when I birthed this podcast idea, she was one of the dream guests that I would have one day. Um, and then the Lord just made it happen and I'm just so grateful for what the Lord has done with this dream of mine and grateful for Stacy's ministry. And she is so cool, man. I would have loved to be on Broadway ghost. Stacey. I love it so much. Anyways, I hope you loved it. Um, if you, if this blessed you, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Please share it with anyone. And if you would like some more of what I have to say, I have the YouTube videos on the TOB Institute channel, and I've actually started answering the questions that get dropped, um, to like on my podcast page, I've actually started answering those on Instagram. I'm sorry. I've started answering them on YouTube. I am also on Instagram more. If you want to check me out at discerning marriage, but on YouTube, I'm answering those questions, which is really fun. Um, it kind of feels some of these questions are really hard. A lot of them are kind of intimate and it's nice that I know y'all will get to see my face when I'm answering them because I think that's important. So that's why I chose that, um, medium to share with you anyways. Um, I hope that this is blessing you. Y'all are great. I'm praying for you. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid.
0: The Discerning Marriage Podcast is brought to you by the Theology of the Body Institute. For more information about discerning marriage, visit discerningmarriage.com. To learn more about the Theology of the Body, visit tobinstitute.org.